once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat with the beat Welcome to the Wisdom in All Things podcast. It's a rather quick dose of insight where we expose, explore, and execute on a given topic that has to do with the mind, body, or soul. It's just good all-around training. On today's episode, be free, stay free. John Piper presents this idea of freedom first when he says, we need to orient our lives on the clear statements of scripture regarding God's will. And here's one. For freedom, Christ has set us free, from Galatians 5.1. Christ's will for you is that you enjoy freedom. Where you go to school, what you do with your job, where you live, etc. are not nearly so crucial as whether you stand fast in freedom. So freedom first, but let's explore finding freedom just a little bit further. I'm not as much of a new music guy as I once was. I think there's something to the idea that whatever your music genre happens to be when you're a teenager, that is pretty much where you're likely to stay. Looking at my channels on Pandora, it predominantly is made up of 80s and 90s pop rock and rock. One channel that takes me back to that season in my life when I discovered Christian rock is my Striper channel. Recently, their song Free got me thinking about freedom. One of the lyrics says, The gift waiting for you whispers a still small voice. It's your choice to choose your own destiny. Most crucial and foundational is finding freedom in Christ. Piper points us to Galatians 5.1 and the fact that Christ has set us free unlike anyone or anything ever could. Just look at how the Bible describes our lives without the freedom we have in Christ. Get this, we're slaves to sin, John 8.34. And from Romans 1.29-31, here's the laundry list of what it looks like to not be free in Christ. So, by not acknowledging God, we are filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, Malice, envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. We're gossips, we're slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. But the list continues. In Colossians 2.13, we're dead in our sins. In Romans 6.23, we are destined to face the consequence of our sin, which is death. Striper singing about choosing your own destiny. Is it really even a choice when we are honest about what our lives will consist of if we choose to live without Christ? Receiving the gift of freedom that Christ offers, we are free from enslavement to the destructive life of opposition to God, from its penalty, from its power, free to experience the abundant life God alone can provide. This is true freedom. John MacArthur takes us a little bit further when he says the primary message of the book of Galatians is freedom. Freedom from sin, freedom from judgment, freedom from hell, freedom from all forms of spiritual bondage and liberation into the glorious purposes and grace of God. However, the very thing that Christ has set us free from is precisely what our world believes they should have the freedom to do. I just finished a series Paul Tripp had done on the book of Proverbs, and in one session he talks about Proverbs speaking to sexual sin. The point he stated wisdom makes is that pleasure without boundaries is dangerous. The same can be said about the world's definition of freedom. Freedom without boundaries is dangerous. Regardless of the effort our culture makes to have us think otherwise, we are not free to do whatever we want, nor should we be. We saw that plainly in Romans 1, not to mention the consequences that swirl all around us as a result of people having rejected Christ's offer of real freedom. The way of the world can be distracting and sometimes extremely attractive, leading us to long for the ways things used to be. The longer we leave this longing unchecked, we risk reverting back to loving what we should hate. 
Looking further at Galatians 5.1, we see the key to remaining free. Galatians 5.1 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Being set free is just not a one-time turning point, but the beginning of a way of life that needs to be fought for continuously. So now that we're free, how do we stay free? Standing firm and not submitting again to a yoke of slavery requires that we are sensitive and remain diligent. You could call this spiritual situational awareness, coupled with habitual grounding in who we are in Christ. We need to be aware of our surroundings while also ensuring that we are intentional in our standing firm. Staying free first requires an answer to a key question. With that question answered, we must hold to a clear understanding of who we are as a free person. Building on that, to help us remain grounded, I created questions to ask ourselves to help us keep us free from being distracted by, or attracted to, our old way of life without Christ. So first, are you free indeed? Being free is so significant, but unfortunately, we don't realize how significant it is until it's limited or taken away. Even worse is believing that we are free when we are actually, in fact, enslaved. So, first things first, are you free indeed? Receiving the freedom Christ offers is the first step. I hadn't listened to John Piper's Solid Joy daily devotional for some time, but one morning, as I was writing this article, I decided to take one in, when you know it, But that day's devotional was titled, The Only True Freedom. In it, he provides a philosophical complement to the biblical principle of freedom in Christ. He points out four things, desire, ability, opportunity, and happiness forever, that need to be true in order for us to be truly, genuinely free. It is such a good illustration for understanding freedom, and in particular, it's the last point that is most persuasive. Unless we are happy forever we can't say that we are truly free. In other words, if something destroys you in the end, are you truly free? The prevailing line of thinking in our culture would argue that if we're able to do whatever we want, we are truly free. However, if it kills you in the end, can you say you're actually free indeed? Freedom to live eternally is the freedom Christ offers, and that is true freedom. So first things first, are you free indeed? Secondly, remember who you are. In order to stay free, we need to remember who we are. Freedom in Christ means that we're not only rightly related to God, but that we have the opportunity to experience what it means to be truly alive. The website Got Questions helpfully strings together several key aspects of our new nature and our relationship with God. Here's what it captures for us. First, believers are indwelt by the Holy Spirit and are characterized by a joyous freedom to follow Christ and God's design for life. You'll find that in Galatians 2.20. Then, believers are free not to live for sin and are free to live holy lives in Christ, to live in relationship to God and others the way that he intended, Galatians 5.13. Free to live an abundant life, John 10.10, and that we've been given everything that we need for life and godliness. We'll find that in 2 Peter 1.3. This is our new life of freedom in Christ. Keeping this foremost in our minds will allow us to respond accordingly to the temptation to return to our former ways of life. So, are you free indeed? Secondly, remember who you are. And lastly, here are those questions that we can ask ourselves to determine whether or not we are free. As part of their Key Bible Verses series, Crossway provides a helpful look at 10 scriptures focusing on how the Bible defines or describes freedom. 
Based on that article, I've created questions that will provide a context for our remaining free. When considering whether or not you should do something, is it spiritually profitable for you to do it? What is the potential for it controlling you? Are you using freedom as an opportunity for the flesh? Are you abiding with Christ such that you are holding fast to the truth and keeping from the practice of sin? If freedom is where the spirit is, what's your proximity to the spirit? There are a handful more questions that you can ask yourself. Go to wisdominallthings.com to get this transcript. So when you think of freedom, I wouldn't be surprised or offended too much if Striper's song Free didn't come to mind. More likely, it is stories of war and the preaching of the gospel that helps us see the sacrifice and triumph of freedom. One good reminder for me is the movie Braveheart. In it, where William Wallace, along with his fellow Scotsmen, make a life-sacrificing commitment to their country's freedom. The movie ends with a shout of freedom. The very last words spoken by Wallace as he was beheaded for his resistance to English rule. In one sense, it does paint the picture a little bit of, of how our father screams freedom from the cross as his son makes this far greater sacrifice and triumph for our freedom. If Christ has set you free, you are free indeed. Stay that way. That is how we quickly understand and apply wisdom in all things, mind, body, and soul. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom in All Things podcast. If you want to dig into wisdom just a little bit more, which I highly recommend, stop by wisdominallthings.com.